I know we've taken quite the detour from the social media manager conversation, but we'll get to that soon. I promise you guys. Uh, there's just one more question that I would like us to address before we get back to the social media manager thing. And so the question that I'd like us to look at today is who's responsible for moving the sale forward? Now, the reason why I'm asking this question is because um, for those of us in the wedding and the event space, I've noticed that uh, we, a lot of us have the habit of leaving it up to the potential customer to move the sale um, forward. Um, uh, how does this happen? Well, the person gets in touch, you have a conversation, and then you tell them, um, you know, please ping me this or remind me about this or, you know, stuff like that. Basically, you propose the next step and then you leave it in the hands of the potential customer to move the thing forward. Now, in a sense, I guess it's not a bad thing because if they're really um, serious and they take the next step, then the thing will move forward. But then we forget one real reality about our potential customers today. They are distracted uh, by a lot that is going on. They're in the wedding planning process. They're talking to, uh, you know, 12 to 15, maybe 20 other vendors. I mean, depending on how many people that they're looking at. Take, for instance, wedding photographers. It's not uncommon for a bride to be looking at three or four photographers at the same time, having a conversation with um, each of them, separate conversations, you know, phone calls, emails, DMs, um, SMS, what have you. So you take that and then you multiply it um, across uh, the number of other players in the field, you know, wedding planner, MC, DJ, small shops, uh, ushers. Um, you know, it's possible that they may be having upwards of uh, 20 different conversations at the same time. So, with this level of distraction, if we're going to leave it up to them to move the deal forward, it's possible that our own agenda is just going to fall off the plate. So, you leave the next step to them, but let's say other wedding photographers or other planners happen to be much more responsive, then those are the conversations that they are going to pay attention to. And so that's why it's a bad idea to leave it up to the potential customer to move the sales process forward, because they're distracted with the wedding planning process. Now, let's not forget that uh, if we throw in um, the demands of work and maybe uh, family drama that might be going on, because sometimes when you're getting ready to, when the brides and grooms are getting ready to get married, there's a lot of um, family history that gets um, dredged up. You know, daddy didn't treat mommy very well, or mommy walked out on us. Uh, we don't want her to be a part of the wedding. We want to restrict daddy's um, extent, uh, daddy's involvement in the process. Uncle so 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 and so was not good to the family. He wants to leave him out of it. I mean, there's a lot that is going on. So uh, you know, the family family trash that is coming up, distraction because they're talking to different vendors, and then of course there's the pressure at work because the bride or the groom they're trying to round things up quickly so that they can um, uh, have maybe a week or two off to plan the wedding, and then maybe another week or two off uh, for the honeymoon. So they're trying to wrap things up um, at work. So we have all these distractions going on. And when you have someone who is distracted and being pulled here and there in multiple directions, I don't think that they're a good candidate for moving the sales process forward. And then apart from that, there's this inherent mistrust that our potential clients have because they don't know you from Adam or Eve. And um, if they're mistrustful and you haven't been able to manage the process so that you can establish some trust or credibility, 
that would affect the level of enthusiasm that they have with um, moving the whole process forward. And so if another planner, for instance, seems to be much more professional or much more um, outspoken, let's say she's good at uh, the other planner is good at uh, packaging, as we like to call it in Niger. So if she packages more than you, then it's possible that um, if we're going to leave it up to the potential customer, she's just only going to reach out to the people who have the right uh, packaging. And that is not a good idea because it hasn't given you a chance to uh, put your foot in the door and um, show what it is that you are made of. And then apart from that, the potential customer is not sophisticated enough to drive the process forward because really they do not know what it is that they should be paying attention to. So if the bride is not a professional wedding planner or related to a professional wedding planner, she doesn't know the niceties and the intricacies of the business. She doesn't know what it is she should pay attention to. She doesn't know where things could go wrong and um, where they could uh, mock up the whole process. For instance, this is something that I witnessed um, firsthand. I was a photographer uh, on the scene and uh, so this is not made up. It's obvious that the couple decided they were going to do the planning for themselves and they handled everything absolutely opulent. Absolutely opulent. Oh, sorry, I was not the photographer on the job. I was handling the decor photography for the uh, wedding planner. Uh, sorry, not for the wedding planner, for the decor person. Yes, for the person who did the decor. So it's obvious that the couple did everything themselves and everything was absolutely opulent. And they decided to go for, um, what's it called? Is it Triple uh, A, Triple A event hall? And that was kind of like the first mistake. Because Triple A, yes, it's a big enough place, but for those of us who have worked there before, we know that um, in the hot seasons with the kind of air conditioners that they have there, it's not a very easy place to keep um, cool. You're going to have to really be uh, on the money if you want to keep the place cool. You know, the whole thing with ushers, bouncers, making sure that all the doors are closed, only one entry point, um, because they don't really have high capacity ACs there. So like, that was the first mistake. If they had gotten a wedding planner, um, if they had gotten a wedding planner, an experienced wedding planner, that would have been one thing that uh, the planner would have been able to point out that uh, why AAA? Have they changed the air conditioners? Why not look at this hall and this hall and this hall um, instead? But potential customers, they are not savvy enough to realize that this is one way where your um, clients, um, where their, their, what are they called? Their guests' enjoyment can start falling off the rails. Uh, that's with the air conditioning. And then everything was done absolutely wonderfully. The uh, arches that they had on the walkway were uh, golden colored with um, lights inside. And so it just had a really nice golden feel to it. And everything was really nice and lush. And the photographer that they had was uh, George Okoro. And of course, uh, well, I don't know about now, but at the time, he was one of those photographers who was rumored to charge um, at about the one million mark or um, above. And so everything was absolutely opulent. But then the cups on the table were these red plastic cups, and I can't remember what the plates were. So it's obvious that these people wanted to put together a really smashing affair, and they planned for absolutely everything apart from the cups and the plates and the forks you know the cutlery basically that was going to be available on the day understandably they were probably uh talking to um what do you call these people um you know people who provide food at the wedding you know food vendors and they assumed like a lot of us do i mean when i was planning my own wedding i just assumed that the food 
person would naturally provide uh, the plates, the cups, the everything. And it's not a given. It's something that you have to ask um, at the beginning, you know, who is going to be um, providing um, what. And I suspect that this is maybe where everything fell apart. And so bottom line is you had this wonderful thing. It was a wonderful golden event, which turned out to be very, very, very hot because the ACs were misbehaving. Uh, no bodyguards or bouncers at the door. So basically every single door was um, open and it's hard to keep an air-conditioned a place air-conditioned if all the doors um, are open. So crowd control was an issue. Uh, what else? And then, you know, you have this thing which should have been an otherwise classy affair, but just ended up looking cheap because you have these red plastic cups here. And imagine having on your high table red plastic cups after you've gone through the whole trouble of making sure everything is nice and golden and opulent and you know and then the chairman of the day is drinking from a red plastic um red plastic cup so these things do happen um the client is not sophisticated enough to know what's important where things can fall apart and so you have to take the initiative to be able to point out um stuff like this because as far as the client is concerned it's about getting the lowest price on everything, so how hard can it be? Yes, George Okoro, yes, he's charging 1.5. If we can get him down to 1.2 or 1 million, that's fine. Caterers, the caterers are asking for 2 million. If we can get them down to 1.2, yeah, that's fine. You know, on and on and on. Yeah, they're probably just thinking cost-cutting and hacking, and they just don't realize the um, other val uh, the value that you as the wedding planner brings to the day um, of making sure that everything is uh, working um, extremely fine and then um, what else and then they're not in situations where they have to rob Peter to play Paul like a couple uh, that I heard about who um, decided to uh, nickel and dime the small shops person and the small shops person was like okay yeah sure no problem we can do it at this price but then what you have here is this 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 and that and the bride and the groom agreed to it but then on the wedding day it turned out to be painfully inadequate that um, you know if you're going to have 10 people seated per uh, per table and it's not just enough to have um, one dish one small chop dish you know for the whole table but when you know, uh, brides and grooms try to nickel and dime some vendors you know this is what they end up with and then it ends up having the opposite effect so you want people to have a three-course meal and you know some small chops and then the second course and then everything but then if they don't handle it too well uh, at the end of the day this is what they're um, left with so anyway in summary they're not sophisticated enough to drive the process forward and i know that i've been using wedding planners as an example so far but the same is whether you're a photographer or a videographer they're not sophisticated enough they don't know um, everything to drive the process forward so these are some of the reasons among multiple others why you should take the initiative to lead the process forward because apart from these reasons, if you do not take the initiative, lots of leads are going to fall off the table. Lots of people are going to fall off um, your hands because if you leave it up to them, they're going to get distracted or they don't trust you. And because they don't know what is important from what's important from what is not important, they just decide not to call you back or they forget to call. And um, it's just not a very good way to run your business because if 200 people reach out to you, um, in a year and you leave it up to them don't be surprised if out of those 200 maybe 20 people actually take the initiative and follow but you're going to increase your odds if you now take the initiative because you're going to have longer conversations and more people to talk to of course you have to run them through a qualifications process like we talk about here on the podcast and qualification is just about trying to figure out who 
are they? What are they about? What problems are they trying to solve? What vision are they working towards? Is this something I can help them achieve at a price that is going to be uh, cool for the both of us? So that's uh, a summary, pretty much what it is about the um, qualifications process. So, um, yeah, to flesh this out, this is an actual scenario that I'm involved in at the moment. I have lots of printers lying around the house. I have two old printers. Uh, while mom, she was around because my mom was helping me out with the kids. She also came with her own printer because she's doing some work with some NGOs. Um, but with the Apple updates, the printers wasn't working anymore. So we had to get a new one. So, I mean, bottom line, we have like four or five printers now just lying around the house doing nothing. So I reached out to a pawnbroker. I have these printers for sale. And uh, the pawnbroker, when we were done with the conversation, asked me to send a reminder, even after we had already agreed to a meeting place and a time. He asked me to send the reminder. And he didn't take my name or any other details. And I knew for sure that since he didn't take my name, he wasn't going to store the phone number. But this is one of these situations where I'm the one who has an extreme want because I have four printers lying around the house. Like, what am I doing with four printers that I can't use? And of course, they're taking up um, space. So because of that, uh, because it's an acute need, of course, I'm going to call him back. And I called him back in the morning. He had totally forgotten about our meeting. He didn't know who it was that he was talking to. I mean, I'm surprised that between uh, 9 o'clock at night when we had the conversation and uh, 9 o'clock in the morning when I called him to remind him, even though he asked me to remind him, he had totally forgotten the details of everything that we had um, spoken about. So, um, yeah, this is just an example about how things can fall off the plate. I wouldn't be surprised if 80% of the people that he tells, please send me a reminder, end up ghosting him at the end of the day because they might forget, uh, they might forget to call or another pawnbroker might be much more invested in the process and actually take responsibility for moving the sale um, forward. So don't be surprised if you are like this pawnbroker that 80% of your prospects just disappear it's because you're leaving it up to them. So like in my own case, you know, I could have been distracted, uh, mistrustful. Maybe I don't even know what's important when it comes to printer sales. And so I just reach out to whoever it is that calls me first, even though you are much more qualified to be able to give me a, uh, a better deal, um, a better price and better um, customer service. But you're not going to get those opportunities if you don't take the initiative for moving the sale forward. Now, with all this uh, pontificating has been going on, how do we move the process forward? It's very simple, and I've spoken about it time and time again on the podcast, and I'm going to restate it again. You need to use a CRM. A CRM is a customer relationship management tool. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. You can use a rudimentary tool that every one of us has, and that is the phone. This very phone that you're using to listen to this podcast is the rudimentary CRM that you need for now. Eventually, when you uh, grow your business and you have uh, sales reps and, you know, established business systems and stuff like that, it won't be enough to use your phone. But for now, the phone is fine because every single phone has a note function. Uh, the iPhone has a note function. Uh, Samsung's also have a note function, uh, calendar functions. I don't know about uh, the Chinese brands like Techno and the rest of them. But I would guess that most phones have a note function. So it's very simple. Someone calls you up. Oh, Mrs. Ogedengbe, thank you very much for calling. Oh, okay, this is what you are interested in. Okay, no problem. We're going to see you tomorrow, 10 p.m. 
at um, Hilton uh, Hilton Hotel, uh, the lobby or the lounge. Thank you very much for calling, ma'am. As soon as you're done with the conversation with Mr. Ginningbe, you whip out your phone. First thing you do, you store her phone number. Second thing you do, you go to notes under contacts and then you write it down there. Mr. Ginningbe called 9.59 p.m. on Friday, uh, planning the wedding. Uh, her daughter is Kemi. Um, let's see, what else? Agreed meeting hilton hotel 10 a.m uh lobby agenda discuss um discuss a wedding layout so we can achieve um, a price and then after that you now make an entry in your calendar and then you put a notification there so that on friday morning so i can't, I can't remember what i said so friday morning or saturday morning the day of at 8 a.m or 6 a.m or whatever a notification pops up and it says, meeting, Miss Ogedengbe, Hilton Hotel, 10 a.m. lobby. And that way, you don't forget. And then, you are also going to place a call to Miss Ogedengbe. Since the reminder came up at 6 a.m., you just wait until maybe 8 and you call her. Hey, good morning, ma. This is Kemi of um, LLC Wedding Planning Limited, blah, blah, blah. We spoke on Thursday. We agreed to meet uh, today at the Hilton. Uh, okay, you remember, this was just a call. Um, a reminder. Oh, by the way, Ma, is Kemi going to be there? Because I would like to speak to your daughter as well to find out what is uh, important for her um, in the wedding planning process. Okay? Okay, Kemi is going to be there. Okay, that's good. I'm looking forward to uh, meeting you, Ma, and I'm looking forward to serving you guys. And that's it. You cut the conversation. That's one way that you have taken the responsibility to move the process forward. You didn't leave it up to Ms. Ogedengbe to remember uh, for Mrs. Ogedengbe to remind you and of course, it would have been really, really bad if Ms. Ogedengwe remembered and she went to the Hilton and she was there at 9.30 for your 10 a.m. and you forgot. And then she's calling you at 10.15 to say, where are you, where are you, where are you? And maybe at 10.15, you're, you know, you, you're still in Guagualada. You forgot because you didn't write it down. And so some business took you to Guagualada. And so you're at the other end of town and it will take you 45 minutes to get in. It's really not a good impression. So taking the initiative in the sales process doesn't have to be hard. A rudimentary CRM is going to solve the problem. And for now, your phone works absolutely fine. Use the note functions, use the calendar functions, and then move the sale forward. So if you're a pawnbroker like this guy and somebody calls you up, um, calls you up 9 o'clock at night, you don't tell the person, please send me a reminder. When you're done with the conversation, you store it. Tavishima called, 9 a.m., five printers, agreed, meeting Apollo Legislative Quarters, 10 a.m., full stop. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. And then you put it there in the calendar, and then you continue drinking with your boys. You wake up the next day with a hangover, and then the notification pops up, ping, 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 meeting, 10 a.m., Tavishima, five printers, agenda, blah, blah, blah. Just that simple, not too many words. So thank you very much for listening to the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast. I am your host, Abuja-based sales consultant and event media professional, Tavishima Ayide. Thanks for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys at the next recording.